Welcome to A to Z Sports, powered as always by the BetMGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us all over social media. We are Nashville's on-demand sports talk network, and we go live every weekday morning at 8 central time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Find links to the show uh, on our Twitter timeline, also in our Instagram. Hit us up on TikTok as well, A to Z Sports Nashville right there. We got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for us, and they help out you guys with Wilson County Hyundai, make them a part of your new car buying process by going to see them in Lebanon or simply at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. The Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. And then also Farm Bureau Health Plans. Get better with Farm Bureau Health Plans, better coverage, better rates, better service. Learn more about a health plan for you, fbhp.com slash atoz. Uh, Farm Bureau Health Plan is also a part of our Vols game day coverage, as you saw the halftime and post-game show last night with Crompton and Charlie. They'll do that all 12 uh, games uh, of the season today. So Malachi said, why did y'all let that clown break the news? And so Malachi is referring to Adam Schefter breaking the news uh, that Harold Landry suffered a torn ACL in practice on Wednesday uh, and before we dive into the foreshadowing that Zach teased a little bit of now things made sense of what happened Wednesday and Thursday, I will say this, Doc Talk, right? I mentioned the Bone and Joint Institute uh, in, the, in the open. Uh, Doc Talk segment today at 1230. I've got Christopher Stark, who is a knee and hip specialist, joining me at 1230 Central Time on these same channels for a Bone and Joint Institute Doc Talk uh, discussing Harold Landry and uh, what his recovery is like for his body type, for his position. And we'll talk about how can this happen in practice. Uh, so we'll go over a lot of things there. Uh, but Zach, the foreshadowing that happened, and it kind of started on on Wednesday when somebody showed up to a press conference in a bad mood. Yeah, the, the writing was kind of on the wall. It was kind of crazy. So uh, that was yesterday. So yesterday morning, we're trying to plan for this show. And usually we go back to see what Mike Vrabel says, what John Robinson says. And you could tell that Mike Vrabel, and you could probably go back and watch the press conference uh, on Wednesday. He you know, And Mike Vrabel gets into certain moods, right? He's just, that's the type of coach he is. Some days he comes in and, and messes around and kind of jokes around and gives really good answers. And you don't have to necessarily be as poignant with your questions because he's going to give you stuff. And sometimes he goes, Belichickian on you and he just says yes no ask John Robinson he's in control of the the roster and it was one of those days but I think it was bigger than that and then the writing on the wall really for me Austin when I found out that Harold Landry tore his ACL I started to kind of recoup well what had happened prior so you had Vrabel which we didn't know but had just witnessed his 80 million dollar defensive pass rush rusher tear his ACL hours or you know, 45 minutes. minutes yeah yeah right, right? Because, before yeah because when now that the season is starting the media can go to the first 20 minutes of practice they, they see the warm-ups and they see individual period and then the titans and other teams are working on game plan install so the media has to leave and then come back for the press conference and so in that hour and a half practice that's where the harold landry injury happened uh, after the media left because nobody knew but Obviously, Mike Vrabel did and was in a really bad mood. Yeah, you could kind of tell that. And then the email came in that I did scratch my head at. Now, it's happened before, but 
all of a sudden, I would get an email saying Mike Vrabel has pract- canceled practice and there will be zero ma- media availability. And I just thought that was On strange. Thursday, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was yesterday. Now, now it makes a lot of sense. Harold Landry tears his ACL in practice. That's devastating to a team. He just signed his big contract, and we'll talk about the impact that he was going to have this season of trying you know, to get this defense to a top five level, right? Because we all believe that this defense could, could do that. And I think it was impactful that, you know, a coach takes things into his own hands and says, look, we're going to cancel practice uh, the following day to kind of let the dust clear. And then we hear the news. All this is hindsight 2020, but this is a massive blow for the Tennessee Titans and in particular, the Tennessee Titans defense. It's just, if you look at, and here's a stat, Harold Landry is the only player in the NFL with 25 sacks and 200 tackles over the last three seasons. Mm. You've had TJ Watt, you've had all of these great players, and now with the tackles combined with the sacks in the last three years, first of all, he earned the contract, and this was going to be I mean, this could have been the season that he vaulted into that top-tier pass rusher. Harold Landry's not in the same breath of T.J. Watt, Nick Bosa, Joey Bosa, and those guys, but this was his opportunity this year after he got paid to kind of prove that it's unfortunate that he won't get that opportunity this season. Yeah, and Major Keys on YouTube says big productive. I mean, yeah, Harold Landry productive. Zach, what was the stat again? The only person in the NFL to do what the last three years? The last three years to have 25 sacks and 200 tackles. The yeah. 200 tackles is huge. Yes, because Harold Landry didn't come off the field. Last season alone, he played 89% of the Titans' defensive snaps. He's only missed one game in his first four seasons of his career and played a crazy high percentage of snaps. He's always on the field in every type of situation. He doesn't get tired. He's good against the run. He's great against the pass. He's learned how to drop into pass coverage uh, over the course of his career. And that's what really sucks about this is because whenever you see somebody who has that type of work ethic and grind and reliability, you want them to get rewarded for that. And Harold Landry got rewarded with the $87.5 million contract for that. And then I think why Mike Vrabel was so it's in such a bad mood on Wednesday's press conference is because we know it's no secret that Harold Landry is one of Mike Vrabel's favorite players because of what all he does and how he carries himself and how hard he works and how he does everything for the team and how he approaches the profession of the NFL football. And so Mike Vrabel was bummed and it just flat out sucks. It sucks for a guy that Harold Landry uh, did stay so healthy and play such a high percentage of, of snaps and battle through a lot to have his ACL pop in the middle of practice on August 30th. Like just how unfortunate is that overall? It just, it just flat out sucks for Harold Landry. I feel for the guy. Uh, It really does. And it's tough because you never want to like imagine how it happened, but you know, I'd like to know how it happened, right? Willis McGahee's ACL. Everybody saw that back in the day and how devastating that was. And he rebounded in today's modern medicine. I don't think that we're worried that Harold Landry won't have the opportunity to rebound to become the player that we all think that he can be within his career. But you know, it, it did make me think, you know, he canceled, you know, the Titans and Mike Vrabel canceled practice the following day. 
It happened on the practice field. Everybody's getting ready for the season. You're not preparing for a preseason game anymore. Your game plans are starting to be implemented. And it reminded me of a moment. And I don't, I think you were there, Austin. Byron Bell. Yeah. You remember that? Byron yeah. Bell broke his leg in practice. And I remember DeMarco Murray's reaction of he basically threw his helmet off and ran to the fence. And that's where the media was at the time. We were all near the fence. And it just shakes a team because I think the hard part, and again, I, I, I'm not a professional football player. I don't claim to be. But to kind of have that set in is that that could happen to me, right? I mean, that's sport. That that happens. And then to see that happen to your brother and your teammate right in front of your face, it does take some time to probably get mentally prepared to get back out there. That's not yeah. easy. Well, and I, yeah, the Byron Bell thing, I actually thought about that yesterday. I also thought about Jonathan Cyprian's torn ACL in training camp practice because Byron Bell was a contact thing. There was a high, low, somebody landed on it, got hit the other way to break his leg, which was really gruesome. But then you have the Jonathan Cyprian thing where he was mi mimicking a pass rush and just basically ran by the quarterback, put his hands up and kind of jumped to mimic that pressure and came down wrong, right? And so... With Harold Landry, it could be a contact thing. It could be a non-contact thing. That's why uh, we're going to have a dog talk segment later on because I want to know how does this stuff happen in practice. And I did see a, a question from Lee. It says, Lee asked, could it be wear and tear? Well, that's something I can ask uh, Dr. Stark coming up um, at 12.30 Central Time with the Bone and Joint Institute. All right, but let's do this, though, because Harold Landry, one of the most important players on the Titans roster after becoming one of the most highest-paid players on the Titans roster in the offseason. Here's this question. How does losing Harold Landry affect your confidence in the Titans winning the AFC South? We have three options. A lot, a little, or not at all. How does Harold Landry affect your confidence in the Titans winning the AFC South? A lot, a little, or not at all. But first, Zach, tell everybody about Wilson County Hyundai. Yeah, Wilson County Hyundai is where you need to go to get your next ride. The perfect make and model is right around the corner, and it is a Hyundai. I do know that, but it could be the Palisade or the Sonata or the Elantra or the Tucson or the Santa Fe or the Ionic. I mean, they have the fleet of vehicles fit for you and your lifestyle. You've just got to go test drive one and figure it out. They've got great prices. I know that. It's a quick trip down I-40, exit 236, Payne Bone, family-owned and operated, Wilson County Hyundai is, so you know that you're going to get good service, you're going to get good fuel efficiency in their fuel-driven cars. And the Ionic, which is battery-powered, that thing can be ordered right offline right there at WilsonCountyHyundai.com. So Palisade full-size SUV, four-door sedan, which is the Sonata, or you can get battery-powered, which is the Ionic. If you're looking for a new car or in the market for a new vehicle, check out WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Also, BetMGM, college football is officially back. And you know what else is back? The Vols covering the first quarter spread. <laughs> they were up 17-0 after that first quarter. They covered the 9.5 against Ball State there. But it's also Friday, which means no run first inning Friday with BetMGM. You get up to 25 bucks back if the Major League Baseball game you bet on to score no runs in the first inning only has one run scored in that first inning. So no run first inning Friday. It's a BetMGM special. You opt into that, and you get up to 25 bucks back. If the Major League Baseball game you bet on to score no runs in the first inning scores only one run 
in that first inning. No run first inning Friday. I'm going to text Sam and say, hey, what's your uh, no run first inning Friday? And I'll tell you guys later in the show on what Sam thinks. He's our baseball guy now with A to Z. But visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 or older, Tennessee only. All promotions, subject qualifications, other requirements. Wars issued and non-reliable for bets. Website credit. Free bets expired seven days. For problem game support, call Tennessee Redline 800-889-9789. Zach, the question, I'll send you to the comment section. But the question is, how does losing Harold Landry affect your confidence? And the Titans winning the AFC South a lot, a little, or not at all. So the reason why we brought this question up is we've, we've kept saying and saying this should be a two-horse race. And this should be the Titans versus the Colts. The Jags may loom, but I think that they're years away under uh, you know Doug Peterson and Trevor Lawrence. And then the Texans are, I mean, a catastrophe. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't even know who the Texans' best player is. And don't yeah, say Brandon I, I, Cooks. No, I got nothing. Well, like, like obviously there is a best player on the Texans because I don't. I don't think so. <laughs> no, there is. They're like, it's just. I, don't, I, know, I, I, I think that's the point. I don't think there is. No, there's somebody we're forgetting about. Everybody. <laughs> I'm gonna go look it up. You keep keep going. Yeah, I'm gonna go look find that it. up. I'm, I'm telling you, it. I did this yesterday. I I, I had a uh, uh, we had a conversation with our social growth media manager Jake. We tried to figure this out, and we decided that nobody on the Texans is worth a damn. Really? Like, so you like actually put like research into this before? Yeah, do your own research. But okay. Jake and I did this yesterday. So I, you do that. The first surprise is Steven saying not at all. So the question is, how does losing Harold Landry affect your confidence in the Titans winning the AFC South? A lot, a little, or not at all. Not at all coming in from Steven, which is a surprise. Titans Cow says a little, not at all from Nav. Okay, so maybe maybe I'm a little, I didn't realize that this was going to happen. A little from James, a little from John, a lot from uh, Bassinate 5, a lot from Jay Bryant. Major Keys says not at all. Patrick says a lot. Deshaun Washington says not at all. A little from Jimbo, a little from G-Man, a little from Jesse, not at all from Shane. Jill says a lot, not at all from Nick Martinez. Uh, and Titan Stuff brings up, you know, Landry played 90 to 96% of the snaps the last three or four seasons. I mean, it was up there. He, I mean, he, this guy... Was, last season was 89%. Right, so I, I don't know if... Yeah, I, I don't know the exact a percentage, yes. but it was... It was a, high, a lot. High percentage. Yeah, it wasn't a little. It was a lot. Yeah. A lot of a littles come in, though. Josh, Apollo, Xavier. We've got a, a Mark, Will. All, uh, all a little. George says a lot. Seven sacks on third down, which, you know, that's a momentum-type play. Um, a little coming in right there. Not at all from Harry. A little from Dre. A lot from Dylon. Jake says a lot. Not at all from... Tooth row. I mean, I, a whole damn a lot. I, I, look, look. I thought it was pretty spread out. I mean, we. I think yeah. this is a good question. There's a ton more comments coming in, but that sure. was a little sample size. Well, what do you want first? My answer to this question or my Texans research? Texans research. All right. So there are three players that I think could be in the running for the best player on the Texans roster, and then there's another player that I just personally like. Okay. So uh, Brandon Cooks, Laramie Tunzel. And then Derek Stingley Jr. are the three players who are in the running for the best player on the Texans roster. 
And Derek Seenley Jr. hadn't even played it down yet in the NFL because he's their first-round pick. That's the but point. Brandon he's Cooks, really good. Brandon Cooks played for more, more teams than Josh Johnson. I mean, Brandon, Brandon Cooks Brandon Cooks uh, will have more concussions in his NFL career than Derek Seenley has games until week five. So, I mean, then at this point, Brandon Cooks is he's still good, but him being the best player in the roster is not a good thing. And then the last – the fourth player that I just personally think is a good player – is Jonathan Grenard, who's an edge rusher for the Texans out of Florida. He's like a third or fourth guy, year guy. I just think Jonathan Grenard's a good player. But so again, that but means the fourth, that the Titans should not lose to the Texans this no, year. No, 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 no. I don't care if it's raining. I don't care if there's five turnovers. Uh, no, you should not lose the Houston Texans uh, at all this season uh, for, if you're the Tennessee Titans. Harold Landry or not. Okay, so now my answer on the Harold Landry question, because we're asking this to the people and to us, how does losing Harold Landry affect your confidence in the Titans winning the AFC South? It absolutely cannot be a lot. Ask Vegas. Harold Landry is worth zero games in the win total for the Tennessee Titans. He's not even probably not even worth a point on the on the spread uh, for the Titans in any game this year. So it's it, it absolutely cannot be a lot. The Titans are still going to do what the Titans do with or without Harold Landry. Now, the question is, can it be a little or should it be not at all? The reason why my answer is going to be a little is because I think it has a lot to do with the matchup in specific game against the Colts. Because Matt Ryan's a statue. The Colts offensive line has struggled pass protecting regardless if it's Carson Wentz or Phillip Rivers or Jacoby Brissett the last four years. And now uh, the Titans have Jeff Simmons, Nico Autry, Bud Dupree, and we thought Harold Landry, but without Harold Landry, it, they're gonna it's gonna be harder for them to get to the quarterback. But they still got a lot of good players to rush the passer. Well, let me ask think, you this, Austin: What is Danico Autry's situation? Uh, that he practiced on Wednesday and he had his hand wrapped in something. But again, like I've, we're not like allowed to go into all these things about what we can see on and off the field at, at camp sometimes, but. Danico Autry was visible a lot at the facility when he was not practicing. Like I, you could put, you could lay eyes on Danico Autry several days. Like the, he, he was not practicing. You could still see him doing things. I can leave it at that. Um, so it, the, the, the answer is a little bit because of the specific games against the Colts. I think Harold Landry in one of the two games against the Colts, could have a multi-sack type game and a performance that creates a turnover or whatever it might be. And so my answer is a little, just a little. Now, and so Cincinnati Titan says, that's a ridiculous take, Austin. Losing Landry is devastating to this team. This isn't something you just replace. I, I agree it's devastating to the locker room. It flat out sucks. And I said that earlier. But when you look at how the Titans go out about their 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 way, they lost Derrick Henry. That's pretty freaking devastating. And what'd they do? They went six and two in the regular season. So is Derrick Henry more important than Harold Landry? Yes. I mean, that's just the, the answer. But it's not, it's devastating to the human beings there, but it's not devastating to the overall goal of winning the AFC South. That's my point. Yeah, and they're not trying to win the AFC. They're just trying to win the AFC South. So my answer is is the same as yours as a little. And I think Andrew puts it very well. 
you can't count the Titans out with Mike Vrabel as head coach. And that has been proven with coach of the year, what he did last year, and how he is able to rally his team when things, when curveballs occur, right? I mean, there's tons of curveballs all last year. Year You mentioned the biggest one in Derrick Henry. Yeah. They now have a full season. I don't, I don't want to jump the gun because we are going to talk about the possible replacement, for lack of a better word. I don't think you can replace Harold Landry. But I do like Weaver. And I think Weaver can come into his own. And now, you know, glass half full, glass half empty. Oh, glass half empty. I mean, Harold Landry, they just paid him so much money. He's never going to play a snap this year. What is going to happen? Oh, no. Or, man, Weaver is going to get some really good reps. I mean, he's going to get opportunity that he probably wouldn't have gotten, right? Because Harold Landry is probably going to, would have played less, but he would have played a lot. He's used to playing a lot. They they always said that he was going to play less. He never played less. So I and Bud Dupree is still there, who is a high octane, high energy guy. It's devastating that you won't to you won't get to see the possible best front four in the NFL. I mean that yeah. that's heartbreaking. But I think that the answer is a little because of the history of how Mike Vrabel, John Robinson, and the Tennessee Titans franchise has handled adversity. At the end of the day, Ryan Tannehill starts to play better in playoff games. But as far as adversity goes, they've been a very, very, they've been the cornerstone franchise when it comes to that type of stuff, when things haven't gone their way. And I I don't think that this will be different, especially because they have 17 games to figure it out, go on the open market. You know, we talked about the wide receiver yesterday, Austin. Mm Mm-hmm. Slim pickings, pal. You can't find. Uh, I mean, Josh Gordon didn't even sign to the real team. He but signed that, to the, the practice squad. But that's the way you do that to make it cheap, though. And that's ever because since. Because they got a cheap asset. But Zach, ever since COVID increased the practice squad roster and the, changed the rules in the practice squad, you sign guys off the waiver or off free agency to the practice squad. Because, look, they did Adrian Peterson the same way, too. Like you just signed new yeah, guys. Yeah, Peterson was is washed just no, like Josh the, Gordon. But the they, they signed Don Charles Hilliard. They signed Deontay Foreman. They signed Andrew Peterson. They signed all these guys that they signed mid year last year. You initially signed them through the practice squad because then you can you can get them inside the building and then figure out okay who should we cut uh, to bring them up. That's just how the work. That's just the domino effect of how the process goes. It's not that doesn't say it, it is an indictment on the no, player, though. No, it, it, it I, I is so. it is in some no, regard. I don't think so. No, because if it was worth the damn, they would have just signed him and cut somebody. You Cody, they would have Austin. Do not sit here and tell me that if Josh Gordon was worth a damn, they wouldn't have demoted Cody Hollister to the practice squad and just signed his ass. Exactly. But he's cheap. but there's that there's it, too many question. My point is there's too many question part point uh question marks about Josh Gordon. That that's why they did it that way. Is it strategic? No. Yes, I agree with no. you. Well, no, here's the thing, Zach. Because if you sign Josh Gordon to the practice squad, then he, you pay him a maximum of $19,000. <laughs> that's the veteran, hold on, that's the veteran maximum of a practice squad per week. So if you sign the practice squad for $19,000, and then now you have the ability to do whatever the hell you want, that's the way you do it. It's not an indictment or saying anything about any player. It's just the smarter process financially and overall for the football team. You can't just, you can't deny that. That's it. 
veterans get in between 15,000 and 19,000 a week on the practice squad. So why not sign somebody to that and then get them in the building and, and go from there? What did they do with OJ Howard? What did the Texans just do? They didn't sign him to the practice that's squad. They the signed te- him to the real OJ roster. OJ Howard's the sixth best player on the roster now. They signed him. Yeah, because the Texans suck. <laughs> they had no other choice. No, they did. You just said it. They because did have the a Texans, choice. Because he the knows. Texans, they did. Just, they have a choice. That's the point. Yeah, but you're the just, Texans you're, also it goes back and forth. Then every every veteran would be signed to the practice squad. And that's not how it works always. Zach, it's because the Texans are not anywhere near the cap, and <laughs> so they don't have to finagle money like that. Why wouldn't they though? Because they don't have to. They're the Houston Texans. Their best player on the roster is Brandon Cooks. We've been over this. Their second best player is Laramie Tunzel. Their third best player is their first-round rookie who hasn't played a game yet. Their fourth best player is Jonathan Grenard. And their fifth best player is O.J. Howard. If Josh Gordon was worth a damn, they would have just signed him to the roster. That's just not how it works right now. All right, so let's let's move forward for Harold Landry. Because, uh, you know, I think most people... It was pretty spread out. A lot, a lot of a lot of answers, a lot of a little answers, and a lot of not at all answers. I, I think, um, yeah, I think it's definitely a little bit. I still expect uh, the Titans to win the AFC South. That that is my expectations, and I rechecked BetMGM this morning. It's plus one eighty. The Colts are minus one forty. So if you like the Titans to win the AFC South, hit up BetMGM for that. So yeah, that, dude, no. Harold Landry was never going to move that line. No, but again, I'm just I just looked it up and it's moved in a more beneficial way for Titans betters. So plus 180 was new to me. Uh so that's a pretty good number if you think the Titans are going to win it. It all depends on Tannehill. Yeah, no doubt. And not on Harold Landry, unfortunately. Uh all right, A to Z Sports. How should the Titans try to replace Harold Landry? In-house or outsourced? And I've got three viable options for the outsourcing answer, but how should the Titans replace Harold Landry in-house or outsourced? But first, let me tell you guys about the Bone & Joint Institute because today at 12.30, so just a a few hours away, I will sit down right here on these same channels uh, on on our Facebook page and our YouTube and our Twitch and talk with uh, Dr. Christopher Stark of the Bone & Joint Institute and talk about all these questions we have about Harold Landry. How does something like this happen in practice? A commenter earlier asked, can an ACL tear be a wear and tear type of injury over playing four years of a lot of high percentage snaps? All these things that we're going to discuss with Dr. Stark at 1230 Central Time because he is a knee specialist and a knee surgeon. So check him out, boneandjointtn.org. Whenever you get hurt, that's where you should turn as well. I've done it recently as the summer. Zach's done it before as well, boneandjointtn.org. We are powered by BetMGM. You can see that logo right in the middle of your screen. ATOZ Sports, that is the promo code that you need. And it's Friday, which means one thing. That's no run first inning Friday. Get up to $25 back. If your Major League Baseball no run first inning bet only has one run scored, you get that back up to $25. That is BetMGM's no run first inning Friday. So hook you get hooked up right there. You can bet on... As Austin mentioned, the Titans season, if the, they're going to win the AFC South, if they're going to lose the AFC South, you can bet on somebody else. That is the luxury of BetMGM. College football is right around the corner. Uh, I'm sure they have games tonight. One game tonight, two games tonight. They have to have games tonight. Please be there. let there be games tonight. Tomorrow, I know I'm going to wake up early, and I'm, I'm searching for a Bloody Mary and a television. That, that is what's going to be my Labor Day. Tomorrow morning, 
breakfast, a bloody, and football. God, man, now I got my blood's flowing. That makes me happy, and I can get action in on that game with BetMGM. Download the app today. Uh, and also, uh, Sam did give me some two baseball games to bet no run first inning. The Padres and Dodgers tonight. Also, the Braves and the Marlins. So there's your two no run first inning Friday bets. Okay, this question here. How should the Titans replace Harold Landry, in-house or outsourced? So the in-house options are Rashad Weaver, Ola Daney, and then David An- 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 Anihi, which nobody knows how to pronounce his name correctly in the media, but uh, he was a really good uh, as well. So uh he, excuse me. So in-house or outsourced, what are the people saying in the chat, Zach? Uh, in-house from Xavier. Karen says in-house, leave it to Weaver. I don't know if Deshaun Washington is, uh, he's laughing at that. Oh, uh, leave it to, I get it. Yeah. I get it. I get it. The 1950s reference. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was a throwback right there. Uh, outsource, need another body to alter whoever's up next. Uh, pick up Sue, move Autry to outside linebacker one and pick up JPP. Is JPP out there on the free agency? He is available, I believe. Yeah. So I in-house, somebody who knows the system, Bob, Bobby says in-house free market uh, is slow, but willing slow. for Robert Quinn or Daniel Hunter in-house Landry was uh, our product can produce again. So here's what I think on this. I really like Weaver. I think Weaver is, it it makes me feel less bad about the injury. And the injuries, as we've stated, it is devastating. That is the word. But you have to outsource this in some way. You have to go get a veteran guy that can just come in there and rush the passer. Because you can put, you talk about a system guy. Yeah, I understand systems. But when you can bring in a veteran that can learn a system or a scheme quicker and then put him in positions where that really is obsolete. Third down, rush the passer, third and seven. Like, that's the defensive coordinator's job with the roster and the lineups. You can go, and I thought Sam, as I read it this morning, I thought Sam had some some viable options in his article on A-to-Z-Sports.com. I outsource in some way because here's the last thing. There's going to be more teams. You are first to market, unfortunately. More teams are going to lose pass rushers early on in the season. Too much football is being played. Maybe you can get to the market early and get the best guy and get the pick of the litter. Yeah, so you mentioned Sam's options. David Anini is interesting because, you know, he, but he's just not – because now everybody moves up a slot, right? Now it's Bud Dupree, then Rashad Weaver, then Ola Daney's your third instead of fourth. And now David Anini is currently on the practice squad still. I mean, so he didn't even make the team and people are like what they saw from him. But it's just really hard to say that that guy can be your fourth option when Rashad Weaver was just going to be uh, your third option and Ola be your fourth. So I do think it's, it's smart to outsource in some particular way. Like you've got to bring somebody else in. I think the majority of it will be Rashad Weaver. He is now your starter. That is obvious. And then Sam's three options. I thought that I'm going to go through here. A to Z sports.com is where you can read that. His first one is D Ford, uh, who is uh, a free agent and has been since the Niners cut him 
in late July, right before camp. So he's played in just 18 games over the last three years with the Niners. He's had injuries to his neck and his back. Yeah. So let's stop there. Neck and back. That's probably the reason why he hasn't been signed. Right. And so I I don't think that is the best option. Uh, But Robert Quinn is interesting. And Sam is a Chicagoan. And so Robert Quinn, he is very familiar with 18 and a half season uh, sacks last season for the bears. And the bears have been trying to trade him and listening to offers for him for really the entire off season, because the bears are terrible uh, and he's making a lot of money. Now this is the interesting thing with Robert Quinn, John Robinson make could make that call, but can the Titans afford to take on the contract? And so with the Titans restructuring Derrick Henry yesterday, they did create $5 million in space this season. Now here's the, also the, the foreshadowing, right? We knew Mike Vrabel was in a bad mood because of Harold Landry. We knew they canceled practice on Thursday because of Harold Landry. Did they decide to go ahead and clear up that cap space with Derrick Henry because they knew about Harold yeah. Landry? Yes. Yes. So that's save $2 million for Brett Kern. You save $5 million by restructuring Derrick Henry's deal. You give him a couple million dollars in cash right now, but now that's $7 million bucks that you just gained. So that was a good little the, September 1st present for King. Sure. <laughs> here's $2 million for an right. extra two mil. How about it for all your hard work in the sand pit during training camp and so, not playing a snap in preseason. But again, no I'm, no, I'm serious. The hard work in the sand pit. Like we just made you go through the sand pit for a month. You deserve $2 million. All right. So Robert Quinn's base salary is 12.8 million. Now the Titans, I don't think would be on the hook for all of it. But still, like that's a big deal, and you have to trade for him to go get it. So I think that's still probably the the salary cap and the trade price probably too steep for John Robinson to react that way because you have Rashad Weaver. Yeah, I, and I think they like Rashad Weaver. Oh, I know they like Rashad Weaver. They like so him you're last not going to spend that type of money. You're, you're uh, just not you're going to spend that type of money on Quinn. Yeah, I agree. It's just not going to happen. So I, I think, I just don't think anybody that they bring in from out outside is going to be a name that anybody cares about. I, I think they're going to try to do it. Be a depth piece. Well, they, that's, that's still outsourcing it, right? Because they need the depth. Because if Weaver or Dupree, something happens... That's so you have to look at it like that. You can't look at it as Harold Landry. You're not going to get the 25 sacks and 200 tackles in the last three seasons. You have to look at it as what does it do to your roster at the position, which means, and this is what the wide receiver thing is. It's Racy McMath. Racy McMath's uh, exit on IR influences the, the capability to get, injured and miss a few games from said position. If Bud Dupree goes down now, what do you, who are you having rushed the pass? Oh, well, if Bud Dupree goes down, then now you're getting desperate for but, any amount of time. I'm yeah. not saying for a long amount of time, but now that game you are dealing with honestly inexperienced pass rush. So uh, here's exterior. Here's not what interior. I think. They're going to replace Harold Landry with the combination of Rashad Weaver and Ola Danny. They're going to probably sign Adini, I can never say his name right. They're probably going to sign him to the active roster. 
they're not going to outsource a replacement for Landry. They will outsource a depth replacement for Ola and David. Like that's what's going to happen. Like outs- they're going to bring in somebody on the practice squad to fill that void and shift everybody else up. So the answer is they're going to replace Landry in house. That's the answer. Yeah, but why did they move the cap around? Why why, why was the $2 million of Derrick Henry, right? To, to free up five. There was something there. Maybe. No, I don't think that's but, a maybe. But, they, but we they, also, didn't, they didn't need to do that. But we also know... You don't just they, clear space up. Like It's like your finances. You don't just sell sh- stock just for the hell of it, right? No, you, you sell stock to, to get prepared to... Buy a house or but, buy a car but, for your your teenage daughter. I mean, you, you there's a strategy behind that. But John Robinson always likes. He is a GM who likes to have fluff. He likes to have wiggle room and space to work with. That's how he's always operated because he also knows what happened last year. He's got to prepare for something too, where you play 91 guys on Sundays and it costs a lot more. So you got to work and be cute with the cap to big, figure out how to bring in guys off the street in week seven. Last question before we move forward. Can the Titans be a top five defense still? Now it's more dependent on the other defenses. <laughs> the field. Yes. So I, I do think. That's a big field. They could be a top 10 defense. A top five defense would be asking a lot. But that was the expectation. That's why I'm just saying Sure, yeah. And it's a good thing they kept seven defensive linemen, too. Yeah, I know. That that was kind of funny. Uh, But, you know, top five is a... I'm not expecting that now. But I I do think top ten is totally fair. I I think I, I still maintain that the most important defensive player... And I said that I tweeted this out when the rosters cut happened. Somebody on the defense has to surprise us with stellar play, not less play, right? You, and that person is Caleb Farley. Caleb Farley, I believe, he's not the most talented or best player on the defense, but I do think that he can be the most important because if he raises his play, Again, he's going to have to go guard, you know, the C.D. Lambs, the Devontae Adams, the Stephon Diggs of the world. He is going to be key into this. I think he is the equalizer to see if they could still be top five and or top ten. Yeah, he, He's it. it Josh, and I just don't know about him. I don't have like a, oh, I'm confident in three. Well, or, because he, he didn't win the job yet. Like as of right, I mean, Buck talked about this a lot. Buck thinks Roger McCreary is a starting corner opposite of Christian Fulton, not Caleb Farley. Like as long as Elijah Molden is healthy playing the nickel, Buck thinks that McCreary is the outside starter, not Farley. But if Molden's not available, then McCreary is the inside guy and Farley is the outside guy. And that's, a, I, I don't disagree with that. I think that's fair. The fact of the matter is, is Caleb Farley needs to be CB1. That's who he's drafted for. Sorry, pal. Rashad Evans was drafted to be the next coming of Keith Bullock. He wasn't. And so you're 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 gone. 
Caleb Farley, if he doesn't put some seasons together, he's going to be Rashawn Evans. He'd probably be down there in Atlanta. Yeah, but again, Rash- yeah. Well, Caleb Farley's different than Rashawn Evans because you understood the long-term project. Rashawn Evans was supposed to be a plug-and-play guy, right? And, and one of his, his best seasons was his second year, and then he couldn't develop any further. Farley's just a different type of guy. You don't get that luxury because you I, haven't no, played. I get, I get that because they have to make a decision on his fifth-year option in like 18 months. That's the key. <clears throat> yeah. And I, I think – I don't know if you can play your way into that. I mean, uh, you're going to have to be a pro bowler to pick up that fifth-year option, right? Or you, you can't get hurt again. And I'm not talking about, like, long-term hurt. You can't miss five, four games or that fifth-year option is not going to be picked up. And it's going to be yet another first-round pick by John Robinson that they don't sign him to a new contract. Right. Uh, Grim Jim says, with Autry out, the Titans are in trouble. Well, you don't know if Autry's out or not. You don't know that. Yeah, it's speculation. Um Autry practice on Wednesday. Josh says Jeff Simmons just needs to take the next step closer to Aaron Donald. Yeah, Jeff, Josh, you made that uh, sound very simple for Jeffrey Simmons to do. But again, I think we all think Jeffrey Simmons has a very high ceiling. But and, let's... And I want to clear, clarify this. Steven says, oh, so now we're just bashing the defense. Wow. Okay. It's not bashing the defense, but your highest, the guy who just got the biggest contract just tore his ACL and he's no longer, be, I mean, this is a reaction show. The, the reaction of, you know, him not being there affects the defense negatively. It doesn't affect the defense positively, right? I mean, we can't sit here and be like, oh, well, everything's going to be fine, guys. They're just going to be as good. It's not going to happen. Uh, Weaver, however well he plays, I still don't think he can get to the level of a fourth-year player or really fifth-year player of Harold Landry, right? No, no, but Rashad Weaver can be really good. I mean, we've seen Rashad Weaver be great in August the last two years, but then he broke his leg in week one last year, and he came back and he had another great camp and a great preseason, just like he did last year. I don't think this is an overreaction show. We're still talking about the Titans being a top five or top ten defense. This is not an over an overreaction show would be that the Titans aren't going to win the AFC South anymore and the sky is falling. That is an overreaction show. So I have to say this. Don't get this twisted. This ain't Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp and Stephen A. Smith and Max I Suck Kellerman. That is, this ain't it, okay? You got the wrong show. So th- that's, that is the overreaction that you get everywhere, right? This is a reaction show. Yeah, so I, mean, I have to set the let record state. Yeah, we literally asked the question: How does losing Harold Landry affect your confidence in the Titans win the division? We what was both, both of our answers? A little, a little, just a little, a little bit. And, and again, like because I think uh, uh, Bemo's comment. Let me scroll back to where I can find it. Bemo on YouTube says defense is a function of all of its parts, and Harold Landry had a huge part in the defense. Boom! Like love of the show, Bemo. Uh, exactly. And Harold Landry played 89% of the snaps last season for a really good defense, the fifth best scoring defense in the entire NFL. Landry was out there as the leading sack guy and played 89% of the snaps. You have to replace that somehow. Does it impact the overall division scope? A little bit. But the Titans still have Jeffrey Simmons, Danico Autry, Bud Dupree, Tierra Tart. Rashawn Weaver, and a lot of other really good pieces on defense, David Long Jr., Zach Cunningham, Kevin Byard, Amani Hooker, and Christian Fulton, that you really, really like. And they can still get after Matt Ryan twice and win those games against the Colts without Harold Landry. 
They can do that. They had, they beat the Colts with Derrick Henry having a broken foot and running the ball 26 times. They can beat the Colts without Harold Landry. Now we're on topic. I'm curious. We looked at the Bills' first seven games, which were hard. Let's look at the Colts' first several games. Houston-Jacksonville, and I know at Jacksonville, so that's a mystery. The Colts haven't beaten Jacksonville in Jacksonville in a very, very, very long time. Since Josh Gordon led the league in uh, receiving yards. I th- I don't want to say anything because I don't know what's going to happen in that game. But then they have, so they got Houston, Jacksonville, and then Kansas City, Tennessee, then Denver, Jacksonville, then Tennessee. So those are the first seven weeks. Those, there's some winnable games in there, and then there's some tough ones. I mean, Kansas City and Denver and Tennessee twice. That's tough. So the first three games are what again? Sorry. Houston, Jacksonville. Yeah. Then Kansas City, Tennessee, then Denver, Jacksonville, okay. then Tennessee again. Man, that's just so dumb that they played the Jags and the Titans four oh, they times. They got four divisional first, games in the first seven weeks. I remember, I remember throwing shade on that back in May. That's just stupid. I just, it just hit me again that I've already done this. I've already, I've already been mad about that before. <laughs> and so I'm probably gonna be mad about that when it happens in uh, the next six weeks. And then they, and then here's the the Colts do get a benefit is their next divisional game, which is valuable at the end of the season, right? Is the last game of the season against at home against the Houston Texans. That, that's why I was so stupid. That's doesn't why I was have so a mad. best player. That, they play five divisional games in the first seven games. That's so stupid. I'm mad all over again. Damn it. Yeah, but that's, that's the Colts that's schedule. such a terrible way to do a schedule. I look, it's going to, they can't split. I, uh, uh, it's too early. I, I have some. I have some good opinions, but it's too damn early. I can't pull the trigger until why? Because I don't want to set myself up. Speaking of Max Kellerman, the reason why Max Kellerman, you know, out of all the guys I named, all of them are trash in my opinion. I think that they just say what the the producers tell them to say. But Max, he got the worst of it because he called Tom Brady's demise after that loss to Kansas City. Uh, in the primetime game and saying that he'll never be the same. And that will just always play on repeat. The fact that Tom Brady won a Super Bowl afterwards and all the other stuff. I know people try to race to be first to something. Don't, you don't have to. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's okay. I will rather be the last person to jump off, to jump on the Tom Brady's done train. Never. Yeah. I think yeah. he'll win a Super Bowl this year, possibly. Maybe, maybe. Uh, sure so, hope so. God, it just makes me so freaking mad that the Colts play five of their six divisional games in the first seven weeks. Just so stupid. All right. <laughs> Been a lot of uh, bad negative- news. Let's get to some good news. Yes, good news here live on this Friday. What is your good news? But first, Zach, tell everybody about Farm Bureau Health Plans. Yeah, FBHP.com is where to go. They are a great sponsor. Look, Tennessee. T- Titans, the Tennessee Volunteers, they uh, hitch their wagon to the Tennessee franchises that you know and that you love, and they benefit all sorts of individuals all across the state of Tennessee, 200-plus locations across the state. Better coverage, better rates, better service. They've helped me out. My plan, which most most plans, not all plans, but most plans, include a free teledoc conference that helped me when I had the flu a couple of months ago. They get you right when you need them the most and less expensive. 
compared to my previous plan, I saved 20% per month when I switched to Farm Bureau Health Plans. Look, I'm on auto pay. So every time that thing dings, I sit there, I'm like, wow, 20%. I just saved, baby. And I got better service. And I got better coverage. I know I got a better rate because I'm looking at how much I'm saving. That's fbhp.com slash A-T-O-Z. Also, don't forget, with the BetMGM app today, it's Friday, which means no run first inning Friday, which means uh, you could bet on any Major League Baseball game to score zero runs in the first inning and get up to 25 bucks back when only one run is scored in that first inning. I texted Sam, uh, who played college baseball as a baseball guy. I asked, what's your first no-run first inning Friday bet? He goes, Padres and the Dodgers, and then also the Braves and the Marlins would be good no-run first inning bets uh, today on a no-run first inning Friday with the BetMGM app. Ain't that good news to wrap up our week every week? Zach, I'll send you to the chat to see what people think uh, about uh, good news. Actually, I'm going to start it because I saw one that's kind of wild. Orlando said, <clears throat> said, good news. Found out earlier this week that Roger McCreary is my younger cousin. <laughs> so is this is this for real, Orlando? Because yeah. you know, you've been watching the show for a long time. And I think Are I you getting catfished. I, I, I like I like Orlando. I think I trust Orlando. Is Roger McCreary actually your cousin? Because that would be funny. Well, it could be the the game we played earlier on Wednesday. You know, uh, sisters, husband, sisters, husband, right? Your sister's be... brother-in-law. We we simplified it. <laughs> uh, Your let's sister's see here. brother-in-law. Stacy says, my good news is Labor Day weekend. Vols won last night, and the NFL season starts next week. Have a birthday coming up towards the end of the month. So uh, early birthday uh, wishes for Stacy right there. Um, officially, uh, let's see. Good news. Finally got, uh, bills back under control after everything went up in price severely. There you go, Derek. So congratulations getting everything back in order. Uh, BMO says good news for day. Will we can taking the family camping to El Paso. Oh, there you go. Uh, we know that, uh, BMO lives in New Mexico. I think he still that's right. does. That's uh, I, the last time I, I that's checked. correct. Uh, John says good news. Sent a proposal for a new business venture. Should hear about that today. Hopefully, could be his own boss and make more money. So, best of luck to you, John. We hope that that works out. Roy says, good news. Titans have guys to fall back on after Landry went down. We talked a lot about that during this show. Good news from Van. Uh, we're all blessed to see another day and another day of A to Z sports. So, Van, that was very kind words for you. That is good news there. Mm -hmm. A little tease for all of the real OGs. The show is going to change, and I'm not mm. going to tell you how it's going to change, but it's going to change in a very good way. Um, and so we're excited about that. So, Van, that, that is good news right there. Good news from Lou Man. FedEx brought back his package, Shade on Amazon, stuck me with a package that he didn't want. Good news tickets to, for G-Man Titans at Packers game in Lambeau. That's pretty cool. Uh, Thursday night back in November. Be a fun game. Jonathan, good news. Sun starts school next week after camping trip, our last camping trip of the season uh, or of the uh, of the, this weekend before the school season gets there. So that will be fun for, for you and your son. 
Austin, what is your good news? Well, I did want to follow up on uh, Orlando. Orlando did confirm that Roger McCreary is his cousin. He says it is real. He's three years younger than him. Was in middle school when I graduated high school. Uh, that doesn't that math doesn't add up. Three years younger, but more than four years in school. Either, either or, either Orlando's really smart and got out early. I don't know, but uh, but cousin on his grandfather's side. So Roger McCreary. Uh, is Orlando's cousin. So John says, uh, Austin growing a beard. That is not my good news. It just tells you how busy the week has been that I have not had time to shave. Uh, but my good news, uh, Zach actually is business related because I'm a person that likes clean round figures. I I'm a numbers person and I like when it comes out to be kind of symmetrical, right? So I thought this was fun and this, I was really proud of this. A to Z sports.com has expanded. We've expanded as a company three times in the last 12 months. Uh, our website expanded twice this year, but August ended two days ago. And on August 31st, A to Z sports surpassed 20 million website hits for the year. Last year, we had 14 and a half million in all 12 months. And in the first eight months, we surpassed 20 million hits on the website. I'm very proud of that. A lot of people deserve uh, a shout out on that as well. Evan winter, our managing editor, as well as our, uh, all of our writers across the NFL with all of our teams. Uh, so I did want to mention that that is my good news today is that the, just the roundness of hitting 20 million on the last day of August before the regular season starts in September, that just made me as a, as a nerd, very happy. And uh, look, no meaningful football has been played yet. So a uh, big season ahead uh, for A to Z sports.com. So whenever you need your news there, you can, you can hit that up. My good news is something Austin that I know this is going to hit close to home for you personally, because oh. I know you're going to be concerned and I may even text you a little bit later tonight. Because I have in person my fantasy football draft live with all of my buddies drinking beer, eating pizza, doing whatever. I, that's why I asked if there's college football. So I'll I'll text you all of my picks. I will text you all of my picks as in real time as I pick them. And here's the other good news. I do have the number one pick. I have the first pick in the snake draft. So I really need your help, Austin. If you just tell me who you think I should take, should I take Derrick Henry? Should I take, uh, I mean, who should I take? I mean, I, I'm, I'm opening it up. Should I take Jonathan Taylor? What do you think, Austin? So you can, I'll text you after each round, and then I've got a keeper pick. So uh, I don't get an eighth round pick, but so I'll, I'll, I won't text you then. That's my good news. That's all going down tonight, and I would love to for for any of your help. Uh, that would be great. No, I'm good. I decided to. I, I don't like hearing about your fantasy football teams. I just removed my earpiece. <laughs> <laughs> so, all if I you're new was... to the show, if you're new to the show, <laughs> one of Austin's biggest pet peeves, and that's why you said Sam doesn't know your pet peeves yet, right? He hadn't talked about his fantasy team on the show. Austin doesn't like fantasy football. He does. He's anti-fantasy football. And no, I've I, never heard of a man that is like this. No, here's what happened. In the sports media realm. 
No, it's the fact that I got burnt out on fantasy football. I started playing fantasy football with my dad when I was probably like nine or 10 years old, right? Like pre-internet fantasy football. Then I was a part of that for a while. Then I got my own fantasy team and fantasy leagues. And then I was that high school kid who had like three leagues with different groups of buddies. And, you know, you had your high school league while you were in college. You had your college league after you graduated from college, all this stuff. And then, you know what? I was like, I got burnt. I'm done. It's like, it's too much. I don't have time for it. And I, I just like, I'm in sports media, but fa- setting my fantasy football roster on a Thursday is so far down on all of my priorities that I don't care about. And so I just, I don't care about fantasy football and nobody else cares about anybody else's fantasy football league. Uh, the only person who cares about your fantasy football league is you and like you're not your mom doesn't even care either. Like nobody's mom cares about their fantasy football league, and mom cares about everything you do. That's that's what it is about fantasy football. Yeah, I'm just burnt out on it. I would rather go to BetMGM and open up that app and play some uh some bets and spreads and totals and props. That's my fantasy football. I like fantasy football. I do agree that nobody cares about your fantasy football team. I will I I stand beside you there. So, uh, yeah, but that is my good news. It is going to be fun. All my buddies on a Friday night uh, drafting. That's that is just a good time. Whether you like the management of fantasy football, anytime you can get your buddies together and have like a, a guys' night, talk football and like nerd out. Oh, no, the best thing about the if I could just do the draft, then I'd be happy. <laughs> like like the fantasy football draft is always fun. It's you know, week three, I'm like, I don't care. I'm done. Like I, it just, it doesn't, it doesn't keep me excited. It doesn't keep me excited. I get burnt out on fancy football after the draft. There you go. All right. Great Friday show. A lot of interactions. Unfortunately, Harold Landry is uh, done for the season with that torn ACL. Uh, but make sure you do subscribe to A to Z sports uh, YouTube channel. We will be off for labor day. On Monday, Buck Rising will also be off for Labor Day weekend on Sunday night. So hope everybody has a great, safe weekend. Subscribe to our channel for all of our content, podcasts, the Big Orange uh, post-game show last night with Jonathan Crompton and Charlie Burris was a good conversation. Uh, and we'll do a lot more of that coming up. And by the way, a Doc Talk segment at 12.30 p.m. Central Time today to talk more Harold Landry. And we'll see, I'll see you guys then. Have a great weekend. Talk to you soon. Adios.